Hi there, and welcome back to the Community Strategy Podcast. My name is Deb Shell. I'm a creator turned community builder. After launching my online community in 2020, I have a passion for online events and bringing people together. I now consult business owners and leaders just like yourself who have a message, their life's work, or a vision for helping others transform through their online courses, cohorts, or memberships. On this interview style podcast, you'll hear conversations with community leaders, passion for bringing people together online. Our goal is to provide you with interesting conversations to inspire you to build, launch, and grow an online community with energy, confidence, and purpose. Let's get started. Hi everyone, this is Deb. I am popping in before this episode to just give you a kind of scoop about what Lois and I talked about. And uh, I think right now, it is so challenging right now to be an entrepreneur. So if you are listening to this and you are a business owner, a small business owner, an entrepreneur, solo entrepreneur, this is an episode you should definitely listen to. And here's why. It is not a straight line. <laughs> As we would love to have plans and we plan and plan and then then think, then life happens, right? And I have certainly experienced this in 2021 and 2022 as I've been consulting. And 2021 was like an amazing year for me. And then all of a sudden, lots of shifts happened this year in 2022. And as we're going into the end of the year and looking forward to 2023, I think it, it deserves a time for us to pause and to really think, what is it we want to do? What, what are we trying to do with our life? How are we trying to live and work and speak and talk and experience the world? And how are we doing that together in community? And so Lois and I just talk about these navigating ups and downs of challenges, you know, making a lot of money and then how that doesn't necessarily bring joy or peace uh, can and, and, and can cause and, and can also lead to other challenges. We chat, we talked about um, how to be, how to offer members to be heard and seen and and to be paid um i think this this time is like we keep being told that we should you know be present and show up and provide value over and over again as creators and business owners and i think that gets draining and exhausting and there's times that we certainly need to just pause and stop and say what is it really that's that's driving us and how can we create meaningful interactions and build relationships better and more authentically. So I think that's some of what we talk about. Uh, she talks about course correcting with her journey and changing her program, her coaching program she just launched, changing the name of that because what she realized in 2022 was that business owners are really just trying, you know, a lot of people she's talked with are just turning inward and, and kind of doing this self-discovery and self-awareness of you know, where am I and how am I feeling about this, the, where I'm at, you know, uh, and just kind of listening to our experiences and developing an openness to, to just sit in those moments of challenge and try to learn from our experience. 
she talks about setting, you know, easy to attain goals and really focusing on building relationships before all of the other things that get in our way, like tech platforms and the challenges around that. Um, so that that's the episode in a, in a nutshell, and I think you're going to love it. So uh, let me know. Please shoot me an email, deb at findcallhere.com, if you want to ever uh, get, jump on a call and just chat about what you're working on. Uh, but otherwise, enjoy the episode. Hi, all, and welcome. This is Deb with the Community Strategy Podcast. I'm super excited today uh, for today's guest, Lois Coffee. Is it coffee? Is that right? Coffee. Coffee. Coffee, tomato, tomato. It's good. So it's about, well, thank you for joining us. You're uh, somebody that I've been following for quite a while, just online and Facebook and LinkedIn, and just and noticing uh, some of the things that you're doing in the coaching world and just really started to want to have this amazing conversation. You and I chatted briefly a bit ago um, about some of the journeys that you've been on. So I wanted to just get a sense of, I think today it would be great to talk about there's so much transition in the world. And so you just mentioned to me right before we jumped on live about transition and I'm in transition. So it feels like that's a good word for us to kind of focus around of dealing with transition and navigating that. But tell everybody before we jump into that, a little bit about you and your background. Yeah, absolutely. Super excited to be here today and about what we're talking about because I feel it's so relevant uh, to the whole global world and what everybody's experiencing right now. I think everyone feels like they're in transition. Uh, so I've been in sales for 23 years. I found out at tw age 25 that I, I had a real good knack for, for coaching and sales. I was also a running coach, became an Ironman triathlete that same year at age 25. And I was living life like I was a realtor at the time, making multiple six figures, um, had a mortgage company as well as a real estate team. And I was also an Ironman triathlete and I didn't work nights or weekends hardly at all, right? So if you if you, if you you think about that for a moment, a lot of people who are in real estate are like, what, how is that possible? And I was 25 making way more than people twice my age, working way less. And I discovered I had a gift for work-life balance, um, transformational stuff, and and really making sure you, you, you focus on your priorities. Like Jim Rohn always said, it was one of the guys I studied in my 20s was, are you here to make a living, Lois? Or are you here to design a life? And I really loved that quote. And I was like, I'm here to have fun. I'm here to help and improve the world and impact people, but also have a blast traveling all of the things. And then I shifted because the real estate market crash happened and I tumbled. I lost everything. Um, I went from being at the top of the world to the bottom, homeless, foreclosures, had my car repossessed. So I also shared that because I've been at the highest highs and the lowest lows and really the pandemic helped me come back to center. And I had been avoiding doing what I'm doing now because I was so afraid to be seen, imposter syndrome, all of the failures that I had in 2007 with the recession really hurt me, like wounded me deeply subconsciously. So I went and was a salesperson still, made you know, pretty good money, but I sold for other companies. But that wasn't my true passion. And as a result of not pursuing my true passion, I actually became a binge drinking workaholic and got completely out of balance 
And then the pandemic woke me up and I said, enough is enough. I'm pursuing my, my mission, uh, my purpose is a transformational sales coach to help people self-discover. You can have a life, you can design a life and make a living. So that's that's the short version. There's a few longer versions, as you can probably imagine. Um, I'm also a, a wife, a homeschooling mom, um, living here in Southern California and have a podcast called Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. I love it. There's so many, so many great things out of that, but the challenges that you've experienced and right now we're going through as we're recording this is in October of 2022, there's just been a lot of shifts happening, um, in the economic world, in just life of just different ways are we're navigating life differently, um, putting boundaries up, to, you know, big, trying to figure out the life work balance. I find it so fascinating in the last you know, two years, you're saying you, you, uh, from what your experience was, you started to really be able to balance yourself out during the pandemic, which I think a lot of people, it was the opposite. They were like all of these things. Now I have to like, the kids are home and, you know, or, or whatever, like everybody there's, everybody was had their own experience with that. But just to say that, um, that shift that you had, you know, pr provided resilience for you to continue. Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I was lucky just before the pandemic, I had uh, gotten what's called a 12 week year certification for my sales coaching business. And that had been something that I've been using inside of my business and, and forgetting about the personal. So I said, okay, enough is enough with this certification. Now I'm going to, I have to walk the walk and talk the talk. Right. So they set business goals and personal and of course, I had a coach who also helped me to unpack, you know, the workaholism and all of the things. And I realized I, I, I got to surrender and come back to my truth, which for me is is I'm I'm not here just to be a workaholic. And all of the all of the numbing mechanisms that I had found before the pandemic, I was like, I'm done. I waved my white flag and I said, I'm going to die if I keep going at this this pace. And so it took me about 18 months, full disclosure, um, 18 months of rigorous deep dive, spiritual transformational work now that I've added into my coaching as well, because I saw a lot of people. I talked to thousands of people during the pandemic. I coached mostly on lead generation and sales strategy and time management during the pandemic and at the height of it, you know, like 2020, 2021. And a lot of people were also struggling. They were, they were be, being workaholics. They were, give me the tactics, Lois, just tell me what to do. How do I sell this, that, and the other? I'd give them all of the tools and guess what? They were becoming workaholics, doing way too much, and uh, just also at the same time self-sabotaging um, when it came to asking for the sale. And so I, I discovered it was a lot of that that mindset, that that heart set, and really getting back to taking care of themselves. That was going to be the game changer. And so I was able to change that into my coaching this year in 2022 and helping people get more into alignment with their heart and their purpose and their passion get rid of the numbing behaviors, get rid of the things that were blocking them, the self-sabotaging limiting beliefs. And then all of a sudden, not surprising, the sales started falling from the sky. They improved their marriage. They lost weight. Uh, it was just like what happened for me. I lost 30 pounds. My marriage is the best it's ever been. You know, if, if your your personal life is is part of you, right? And it's an extension that shows up in your sales career. Um, so it's hard to sell with excellence when everything else is all topsy-turvy. So that was 
a lot to share, but that was a lot of what I saw in in the midst of the pandemic. And um, I wanted to change how I was delivering sales coaching so people could really get to the heart of the matter. And then life is so much better when your personal life is in order, when you're healthy, when you're vibrant, you show up on sales calls and you don't even have to ask for the sale. People are like, where do I sign up? How much um, I'm ready to go? as opposed to the other way around. People were putting the cart before the horse. And so I helped them be able to, to balance that out. Yeah, I find that with a lot, and myself, I struggle with sell, sell, selling and I think a lot of creators that I speak with um, who who identify as a creator uh, really have this, this, they'd love to create, but they hate to sell. And I just, I was just speaking about this yesterday. My biggest learning lesson this year has been not to create until I sell. And I've been really trying to put that first. And I don't know what your thought is around that, but I wanted to get your thoughts around, you know, like, I think that the other, I, the other concept that you're talking about with um, starting with self-care first is the first stage, right? Is, is like, are we okay first before we, and we tend to do it the opposite. So those are the two things I'll, I'll say, and you can, you have some thoughts, so I'll stop. <laughs> Yeah, well, and there's a catch 22. Also, I will tell you, I was because of losing everything in the Great Recession. I'm keep me honest, let me get back to your 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 question about the creative stuff. So don't let me get too far off down the road. But what I discovered for myself, and now I'm helping my clients discover I was actually making a lot of money, I got to 20 to 40k months from zero in the midst of a pandemic. And I felt dead inside still as a result because I I was still the binge drinking workaholic. Mm. And when you're when you're in those space, I, I I've studied a lot of trauma response, fight or flight, freeze, fawn. Not that I'm gonna go into all of that, but I was coming from people pleasing, over delivering, no healthy boundaries, all of the things that I had gotten into, which slowly crept into my life over a 10 year period. It didn't happen overnight. And I recognized, oh my gosh, I'm stuck in the, the human doingness, the action, the activity. And I read a book and actually found a mentor. He wrote the book called The Closet Spiritualist. He reminded me of something that I had forgotten. And this goes back to your, your creative point. When the recession happened, I had so much not enoughness, fear of abandonment, rejection, losing everything that I shut down the right side of my brain. The right side is the creative side. It's also known as the feminine energy, not male or female, but feminine energy, the intuition, the creation, the imagination, um, you know, trusting, trusting your intuition and, and love and compassion side. So I had shut that down and I went into worker B mode, which is the left side of the brain, the logic, the action, um, the numbers, the analytical mind. Unfortunately, so I had shot down the intuition, the creative side, and I was just in the doingness. I got results, but because I had shut down this part of myself, the right side, the creative, the intuitive, and all of that, I was so out of balance. And so for me, when I hear the word balance, some people hate that word, and they, it gives them like a visceral reaction. I'm not even actually talking about time management here. I'm talking about your brain are you, yes, you got to use that logic. Yes, that's the lead generation. Yes, that's the sales. However, if you don't use the creative side, then you're just like a, a robot. 
it, and I've seen it uh, all in men and women where you can just feel it. And that's where the used car salesman comes across, you know, coming from that place of not enough means I got to have more money. I got to close more sales. I got to do this. I got to do that. What you're talking about, what I see, because I work mostly with coaches and healers and spiritual people, they're the opposite of where I was at. <laughs> they're all creative, all imagination. Ooh, I can put out more products, more services, podcasters too. I'll just put out more yeah, podcasts. That's me. That's I, I'm like, what product can I create? <laughs> my, my coach joked with me because my business coach was uh, joking with me a couple of months ago when we were talking about this whole challenge that I've been having of clients recently in the last six months. And it's, you know, I want to create the program, the the shiny thing, the six month, you know, thing or um, the offer and, you know, the slide deck, the pretty canvas slide deck that goes with it. And I could spend all day on idea generation. I have no lack for ideas, but I have yeah. is a challenge of actually pitching and selling myself. So yeah, I get, yeah, exactly what you're talking about. And I think so many creators and so many just business owners can relate to this idea of you know, having these ideas, but having a challenge to get the right, um, I don't know if you want to term it pitch or how you describe that. Yeah, for me, it's it, my thing that I like to say is, you know, how can I help you be seen, be heard and be paid? Yeah. So to be seen, to be heard, um, I don't like the word pitch and, and trust me, there's some really masculine dominant coaches out there, women and men who are like, hey, I can help you make the pitch, right? Nobody wants to be pitched to anymore. I don't care. The times are changing. The feminine energy that's coming in right now, galactically, globally, whatever you believe in, whatever you want to call it, people are quitting their jobs, right? The great resignation. Um, people are are feeling like, you know, their values are changing. They just don't know what how to, to work with that, right? And so that's my hope is to be able to have a net where people can fall, to be able to figure out what is my passion? How do I want to be seen, be heard, whether it's podcasts, whether it's webinars, whether it's LinkedIn, those are my three favorites. Um, but really it doesn't matter if you're on Clubhouse, it, wherever the, the, the tricky part is, focus on one, maybe two, which is hard for a lot of people because social media gives you a lot of instant instant gratification dopamine hits, right? Or, <laughs> so that's or crickets, it, depending on the way you look at it. Yeah, so you can't spread yourself too thin on social media and do it all. You got to focus on one, maybe two, and go all in for twelve weeks or twelve months and master it. That's what I did in the midst of the pandemic that actually did get me to the the multiple six figures and all that kind of stuff. But it was more about just getting my megaphone out there. So I started with webinars, then I went to podcasting. And guess what? Two years later, still webinars, still podcasting. I'm just now getting on the clubhouse. I didn't do the the FOMO and clubhouse started. jumping on in the beginning I, there. Yeah, I, 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 Jim Rohn and, and those guys back in the day, they said, if it's a good deal now, Lois, it'll be a good deal a year from now. So I was just chuckling because everybody and their brother and none of them had lead generation tactics. They were just going to, to, to spend time. And I'm like, but how are you going to capture leads from that? How are you going to follow up and have a, a sales process? So it is about going, you know, a mile deep with your lead generation and sales strategy, but then also, you know, taking care of that intuition, imagination, and then putting it into those one or two lead generation strategy platforms 
that that can be consistent consistency and persistency persistence is what um pays off in the sales world and um especially if you're you know building a community um people won't trust you this is just my personal experience if if you're all over the place right you know confusion doesn't sell so if you you're consistent, persistent with one or two platforms or building an email list or doing your webinars. Uh, I had a gal who she watched me for 12 months, 12 months, and then all of a sudden had no problem giving me 10 grand because I had been consistent, persistent. She's heard the same content 12 times and it was her time. Sales is always the timing of of the, the person. They have to really trust you and see the benefit of the benefit. Sales is not a get rich quick scheme even though a lot of people might think it is Mm -hmm. what are the transition uh things that you've recently been experiencing taught you the last the last uh couple months because i know you said you've been through the the initial transition of of um during the pandemic with this amazing growth and then discovering you wanted to really hone in on who you're working with and purpose and and getting in touch with um, more intentionality around well-being. Uh, but what happened in the, in the past year with transition? Where did that lead you? Yeah, I did a deep dive because um, it was actually in 2021 when I hit what I would call proverbial like um, alignment with my heart rock bottom because I was making 20 to 40K months, life was good, and I was dead inside. And what I realized was I had been following the crowd, um, a lot of coaches and people in the podcasting space and all of that. I even hired a coach and he was a phenomenal coach, Um, but we focused on high ticket. And high ticket offers are great, um, but you can only help so many people. And I started to feel kind of lonely. I used to be in networking groups. I was in the MLM industry. So you always had like these larger community groups, right? And I I had started a community membership alongside the the same time I started my high ticket offers in 2020. Again, something had to give. I'm practicing what I preach and it just wasn't possible. It wasn't sustainable to try to market these two. What did you do as far as that go? How did that strategy look? What did that look like for you? Well, yeah, I completely put the community on hold. I went the one-on-one route, the high ticket, and it wasn't fulfilling. I was like, I'm, I'm a community creature. I love teamwork makes the dream work, helping cast a bigger net and having a bigger vision and a community. So that's what happened that shifted for me this year. So I started um, in July um, and I launched my uh, community membership. And because before I had been so focused in 2021 and 2020 on the lead generation and the sales tactic, like I shared with you, I, I kept noticing people were still being workaholics, they were out of balance, they were either too creative or too analytical. And I had come back to center this year. And I said, I wanna help people be in their zone of genius, coming from their heart, but then also being able to sell with excellence. So I created my community membership based on my, what I saw in my myself, my own clients. And that's why my, my membership is called Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, basically coming from the super conscious creation place to be seen, be heard, be paid what you're worth and be able to sell with excellence, you know, fearless selling and, and having fun also inside of a community. Mm-hmm. 
what did that look like as far as your community strategy when you were um, building or putting together this thing? Um, and how did you uh, talk, talk to people about it? Yeah, well, number one, I studied other community memberships and other memberships just period. So my community membership is only $197 a month um, and they receive about $6,000 worth of life coaching and sales coaching again healthy and wealthy and wise so it's not just sales coaching because i like i shared with you i've seen people focus on the sales stuff and anyway it there, there there's a both and approach to it and that's why i wanted to create this so i studied what was working and what i didn't like in other communities first before i launched in july and so for me the lead generation strategy for me hasn't changed because i i what isn't broken you don't you know need to fix right so i still do webinars and i still use my my podcast as those two are my my lead generation strategies and then i follow up with people um just through my own referrals as well as my my marketing and lead generation um, leads that i capture um, my, my goal inside of the community is to teach you how to generate 100 quality leads per month um, with your chosen either one or two lead generation strategies and then to be able to time block how do you do that? How do you create that? How do you create follow-up systems? So I just I just do what I do, and um, it's 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 growing slower than I would have anticipated, um, but it's almost like because I rebranded, um, and and I love being transparent, reminding people, you know, I'm I'm in some ways I came out of a cocoon, and I'm rebuilding, relaunching. Mm -hmm. um, so I just started because we're in middle October already. Um, at the end of September, I started my new 12 week year um, campaign. I go all in for 12 weeks on this one thing. And, and that's where I'm at right now. That's so exciting. Um, and I love the 12 week year. I've done that uh, program twice now, um, earlier this year and like last year. It's very intensive though. So I need breaks. <laughs> well, and, and if you do it according to the book, just Quick, quick coaching tip, that's the best part. If you follow the time blocking system, you have strategic blocks every week. You have breakout blocks. If you're, if you're following the system, it actually is built in to give you spaciousness yeah. and breathing room and reflection time because that's what most people forget about is, is that reflection and, and tuning in with your imagination and intuition and course correcting along the way. Yeah. When I mentioned about community building uh, being slow, I think that's that's the way it's been for so many that I've worked with. Is is it's, you know, the expectation is different than what the the actual um, experience is in the beginning. I think for some people, I don't know what your thoughts are around that. No, I agree with you. And, and here's the good news, even though I won't lie, um, sometimes there's moments in my day in building this that I just want to build it so much faster because I'm just so excited about how I can serve and help people. Yeah. And yet, the I, I don't want to say the pros and cons, like the cons of building a community is people, you know, if, if maybe they're already in another community. So can they handle a second one? right? Um, a community means belonging. A lot of people have been shut off and shut off from the world and more inward, right? Since the pandemic. I do believe that's changing. I think people are hungrier for it. Um, so, and I, I, I've pivoted already that I, before we got on, I told you I've actually added one more element since the last time we talked. 
So now I have a lower level $77 a month subscription for anyone. They don't have to be in sales. So I have corporate America people and I have stay-at-home moms and I have a few salespeople that are doing that lower level. So I'm, I'm monitoring and course correcting along the way based on the signs of the times. And yes, to build a community, because I've built I've built sales teams, I've built organizations, I've built communities. When I was in BNI, Business Network International, I started from nothing to build. And it's it's a labor of love. Yeah. And that's why I didn't go all in on it. I focused on high ticket first. But now that I'm here, I'm all in because if you go in and out and in and out, again, that's where people don't trust you. And they're like, eh, she's just trying to sell me another thing. So you you really got to give it a full two years. It's almost like a new business if you're building a community membership. That's just my personal opinion and experience so far. I agree with you. I think uh, community is could is its own is its own business in a sense. It's a business. Um, it's a revenue. It could be a possible revenue stream, additional revenue stream to what you already have. So it could be a part, an arm of your business, but it also could be its own business. And I was just interviewing another person earlier today, another community builder who, uh, you know, him and his partner were doing, um, consulting work for quite a while and then decided to, um, launch, uh, a community and they transitioned their entire business model to community, um, over a period of time where yeah. that's then was their focus for their business. And it was no longer serving, you know, clients. It was helping startups, um, in their community as a, as a goal. But I think it's challenging and it takes a lot of, um, intentionality and knowing the problems that you're solving and then understanding the commitment curve around what you mentioned earlier of where are people in the commitment curve? Are they, you know, do they have the space? And I think that's when you have clarity around what you're portraying to them is whatever this, I think timed programs are so um, much better for new community builders. But if you have a membership, it also can be challenging and beneficial, but there's just two different ways to like a timed, like start and end date is a lot easier for some people to like block it on their calendar, but other people want the consistency of meeting every month. So I think you're serving um, a few different audiences. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because this is the way I look at it. Also, I I've cast a vision. Like I, my vision between now and end of 2023 is I want a thousand members. You know, the more you share that vision with people also and beat that drum, I think the faster the, the community will go. And for me, because I'm also building out, I want to do seven day retreats. My husband's a healer. Um, we want to do seven day wellness retreats for business people. We want to do all sorts of different things. So as you build this beautiful, slow, but steady, and then it'll be thriving. It's like, it's like that J curve. Now you have a pe people that love you, trust you. They believe in your vision as well. The referrals start flowing in. And then you have this amazing community that you know, for better, for worse, you can upsell them to retreats, you can upsell them to this, you can cross sell them to that. And then then you have a huge, massive abset. I mean, look at Amazon. In a lot of ways, look at iPhone, Apple. They're not maybe quite the community you and I are talking about. But that's the brand I'm building, you know, and, and that's the way I look at it. And so if you build it, they will come and, and you got to have pay, pay, sorry, faith and patience and consistency 
along the way. And I've, I've made a lot of tweaks to your point. Like I had set class times and then I decided, ah, I'm going to like change the class times every week. And I'm, I'm still in it, girl. I'm, I, I don't have all the answers yet because I literally just launched in July, made some changes last month. And here we are today. Yeah, I love it. So it's great to, to just share some insights around uh, what you think, um, you know, transitionally you're loving about this new experience. What's been lighting you up with community um, in the last couple of weeks since you've, since you've kind of like tweaked some stuff? Yeah, now that I'm, I, you caught me at the right moment. And I remember when we met, I was like, I think something's telling me I got to book this in mid-October because <laughs> I'm trusting my intuition now more and more, you know, before I'd be just like, you know, I'm just going to push through. Let's, let's do this podcast next week. And then it'd be outdated already by now. Right. So for me, honestly, it's actually been the challenges the, that have, have caused me to get frustrated, to cry, to be like, what the heck am I missing? You know, and, and, and listening to that voice within saying, well, this is why that's not working because you're supposed to be doing this. So it's actually helped me, what I just said, really tune in and, and meditate more and tune in with my spiritual higher self and be like, okay, so what's next? I don't even have a business coach right now. Mm -mm. It's forced me to go within and trust my guides and my own higher self to be able yeah. to co-create what really, what, what does this universe need right now? Why am I here and how can I shine my light? So the name change came about, cause it was mindset and sales mastery membership community when you and I spoke. Yeah. And then one day in my meditation is like, nope, that's not it. And now since I've changed the name, I've gotten newer customers. My, my previous customers like, oh my gosh, I love that name. I'm getting more people showing up to calls, like literally just the last week and this week. And so there's an energy shift because I've tuned in and listened to my heart space and now I'm applying it. And now I just imagine again, staying consistent for my full 12 week year, it's, it's gonna come to fruition because I've also shared my vision I put it on my LinkedIn profile. I'm talking about it with every prospect call, every client call, asking for referrals. So it's interesting how, you know, the energy shifts when when you're you're really in alignment with your purpose, your passion, and then it's like, let's go. So I feel a renewed sense of energy, even amidst the struggle, um, the, the times where it's like, what am I missing? It's been really, really profoundly enlightening and empowering for me. Have your members told you what you're missing? <laughs> oh, and that's the best part. I, I surveyed them. Like this week, I'm doing a five-day heal your relationship with money challenge. Yeah. That was my members. So absolutely. I, I, I asked lots of them, like, what do you want to see? And that's actually what, what caused me to bring that lower subscription um, yeah. as well, because some people are just like, I want more of that, you know? And, and so that's absolutely, thank you for reminding me of that. Cause yeah. I did surveys, um, of the active members and, um, I'm giving them what they're asking for not making it all about me. That's so great. And I love, um, 
to focus on like empowering and elevating community members and just to gain, get their um, insights on, especially when we feel challenged, like where we're creating or building or doing or, you know, and then we're not getting like the experience or results that we feel like we might have expected. Uh, it can be challenging to get in that, what am I doing? But I think it's also like asking the members of, well, is this, if it's not the right um, solution or fit or whatever, then what is missing from this? And being bold and asking those questions to the members is just going to then validate that those members really feel like they're hurt, right? And they're a part of the creation. And then the other word you use was co-creation, which is a great term to do. You just lit up. So I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> you just made me remember something though too and this is like this is just across the board i think in any business owner's realization journey because you know i started marketing this earlier in the year and then i did a, a rebrand and all of these different things i also was told who may not be my ideal member yeah, yeah. right you know, so that was invaluable to learn. And, and now, you know, I, because I studied this other membership before starting mine, like little things, I'll, I'll give an example. So at first, the first half of the year, I would, I would use Facebook or LinkedIn Messenger to send little reminders to members. And then that got, that became a crutch. I realized that's not duplicatable. When I have a thousand members, even a hundred members, that's silly. Right. Yeah. And plus, I, I personally think social media platforms are, are going to be slowly going away. But that's just just me. They're they're less connecting. That was, was going to be my question next is what platform did you choose for your community if you chose one? Yeah, no, no, not yet. Um, for now, until I hit 100 members a month, um, I, I'm still researching, too, by the way. So that's another reason why I don't want to just jump into bed with one platform. So I'm just using good old fashioned email because the membership that I studied that is making millions every year, they don't even use a platform. They're all inside of their member vault. So I have my member vault and I have my email and that's yeah. it. And I discovered the people who were, were dependent upon the Facebook stuff and would only show up maybe because they got a, a message reminder on Facebook, but yeah. they won't check their email. That taught me, I don't want that client. Yeah. I want people who religiously check their email every day, they use calendar invites. And I didn't know that in the first half of the year. So that was invaluable. Even if it meant I lost members, I'm cool with that. Yeah, one of the things that keeps coming up this week is you can't want it more than them. <laughs> and I don't know if you've heard that phrase or, or what. I've but... said it. I've said it because I was remember I was in the MLM industry and yeah. I was even in BNI and I was a recruiter in both industries and it was you know people would sign up and expect like all of a sudden to get rich or get all these referrals or all of the things and they would just yeah. kind of sit and wait look around and I'm like yeah no you can't want it more for them than they want it for, for themselves. themselves yeah. And kudos to you for not like being stuck because 99% of people that talk, that I talk with seem to be the, asking the first question of which platform is the best platform today for me to use? Well, and I will throw, I will throw this out there. I'm not committed, um, but I, I have used inside of a couple other groups that I'm in, um, the Mighty Networks, and I, I do enjoy that one um, the most. So that, that would be, that would be my thought. Do you have any recommendations? I'm a Mighty Networks expert, so 
I know a lot about the Mighty Networks platform. That was where my community was for two and a half years. Um, it just closed recently in September because I'm making shifts, as I mentioned, with transitions around writing a book and doing a lot of other stuff. But yeah, um, Mighty Networks is a great platform. They've got tons of features. They just upgraded again, did another big upgrade. So um, you can do live streams on there. You can uh, have courses on there. You can have, you know, different areas of content and creating and allow members to create their own posts and polls and all kinds of fun. Um, there's all kinds of fun things in there. Uh, it does get complicated and sometimes there's, the biggest challenge that uh, new communities builders face is, is that tech stack of like, what does my tech stack look like? And I think what you're talking about is keeping it, you know, what I recommend to clients and what you're talking about in, in the beginning is just like, let's keep it the lowest barrier and like get people um, consistent somehow showing up somewhere or participating yeah. in some way. Yeah. And that can be community. It doesn't have to be, you know, an integrate, you know, it doesn't have to be a sales funnel that that's all automated with Zapier that, that gets you from one thing to the next. If you don't have, you know, 50,000 people or 10,000 people, if it's just like you and 12 people, you can just get together on Zoom or, or yeah. just meet up at a park. And some of that conversation, um, in the beginning with your like beta or founding members can be the way that you really identify what problems you solve in your community or how you serve your members as a host. I think those are really great. The smaller, that's why I, I always recommend smaller groups to get started and not starting with a big group. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I, I say my vision is a thousand. I'll be happy with 250 really committed, showing up, doing the work, transforming themselves. And I, I do month to month subscriptions as well. I don't hold people hostage, but I, I do have, if people wanna sign up and save a lot of money and do the annual thing, that, that's also, I guess, one other um, community membership or subscription option that I, that I have yeah. been playing with. No, so great. Thanks for sharing all these different strategies. I know we're wrapping up. We we uh, have a hard stop here in a second. And I respect you on that. So um, I just wanted to just quickly say, is there any um, tips you have real quick for community builders that you've just learned about or experienced in the last, uh, you know, 30 days that you've seen as a trend? I think it, again, it's going to be so redundant and, and simple is really tuning in with your intuition, your higher self and, and really making it, it's an extension of you, right? So being and becoming your highest and best version of yourself, even first, maybe before starting or launching one that worked really, really well for me. Um, because once you go in and you launch, um, it, it helps not to be changing things constantly, all that kind of stuff. Even having like a beta um, test group, of course, that's where you got to really, really, really make sure you get committed people. Um, but really, really tuning in with your brand, your mission, your passion, your purpose, because I don't care what lead generation sales tactics you might end up using. If you aren't sold out on you, and obsessed about your brand and your passion and your mission and your message, um, it's it's going to be uh, painful um, in the end. Because when you think about it, if you have these subscribers and you're not passionate about what you're doing, then what happens? It's easy to burn out really quickly when you're 
when you're in that mode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here and for sharing all your wisdom. If anybody wants to catch up with you or connect with you, uh, join your community, where is the best place for them to go? Yeah. LoisKofi.com forward slash resources, both my subscription and my membership community are linked there. Uh, so LoisKofi.com forward slash resources. And of course my podcast, if they, if they check out my Facebook podcast community or they subscribe to my podcast, they'll hear uh, more about my passion about helping you create your best health, best wealth, and best wisdom as a salesperson as well. So they can even just follow me, stalk me, um, subscribe to my YouTube channel because it's all, <laughs> all healthy and wealthy and wise. And, and that's an, a great way to, to learn more. Cool. Well, thank you again for joining us and for everybody continue to uh, subscribe. I just announced that we are going to put a pause on the Community Strategy Podcast coming up at the end of the year. And we're in the celebration with the last 10 episodes before the pause, which thank you, Lois, for being a part of that amazing journey with me. And um, until the next time, I hope everybody's finding calm and uh, we will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Hey, this is Deb Shaw, and I am super so psyched to let you know I am writing a book. Big deal, I know. Maybe it's not for you, but for me, it's a big deal. And guess what? I'm writing this book for you because honestly, as a new community builder two years ago in 2020, I had no idea what I was doing and I really got really confused easily. So I'm gonna simplify things for you. But what I need from you right now is to actually help me make this book possible and so you can support me with a crowdfunding campaign that i'm running through ifundwoman i'm going to have a link in the show notes please support me this this is running from september 1st through the end of october so i'm really hoping to reach my goal uh, to be able to write this work style book it's going to have worksheets it's going to have templates it's going to be something that you can actually use today it's not a course that you have to take for four weeks. It's not um, a, a big book that's not gonna give you actionable steps. You're gonna be able to take action the same day that you read the book. I'm super excited about this. I've had lots of feedback from clients that this is what they want, this is what they need. So I'm putting it together and uh, I hope you can support me with it and I hope, it, I hope it's gonna help you. So let me know, uh, please uh, check out the show notes for that link to the I Fund Woman crowdfunding campaign for the new book I'm writing. It's called Creator to Community Builder. I'm so excited. Thanks for helping me if you've already donated.